Coming up on the Unpack Show. All these things, I have come to realize uh, that the mind itself plays a very critical role in a person's development. That's why someone once said that even if I can get an accident, can be involved in an accident, lose my limbs, um, um, my two legs, two arms, as long as I can still have the mind, I'll be able to acquire things that I can acquire in this life. Hello and welcome to the Unpack Show podcast with myself, Johannes Baloi. And thank you for joining me for yet another amazing episode. And above all, I want to thank you for always choosing us to inspire you with life-changing stories. And speaking of life-changing stories, today on the podcast, we are joined by an amazing and a phenomenal man who's doing the most in the entrepreneurial industry, who's doing the most and also in the speaking industry. Our guest today is Ronima Silela, known as Ron Mas. Ron Mas is a South African-based speaker, coach, and entrepreneur. He speaks on radios and events. Some of the radio stations he speaks on weekly include Voice of Hope FM, Mzanzi Eben Radio, Emalathini FM, Radio Bookback Ridge, Radio Pulpit, and other radio stations from different communities. Roni Masilela is the founder of the annual Mpumalanga Business and Investors Seminar, which draws people from South Africa and other African countries. Academically, Ron Mas is an MBA graduate in UNISA School of Business Leadership and honors BCom degree in Vets University. He is also a certified life coach and an NLP practitioner from the School of Life in Pretoria Centurion. Ron Mas, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Mr. Johannes Pando, it is a great pleasure to have me on the Unpack show and I want to greet you and greet all the followers and viewers uh, of this great show. Thank you so much. You know, when I read your biography, I realized that you are, you, are, you have invested a lot establishing a community project that are about giving back to the community. And I'm seeing this because I also have another guest on the Unpack show who we also talk about giving back to the community. Uh, one guest in particular I had on the podcast is James Kwakwa, the founder of Big Brothers Hack. It's a mental health organization based in Letlavile Bretts in Northwest. He's doing an amazing work that side and in other parts of our countries. And I'm saying this because of I appreciate a lot when people are doing the work that is about giving back to the community because... What? I believe that our country need to constantly be rebuilt and be shaped to be a better place. And thanks for doing the work that you've done in terms of building our community to be a better place. No, it's, it's a great pleasure, man. We do these things because we are a product of many people's resources. A lot of people have assisted us from since we were young to where we are now. And looking forward, we are so optimistic that the future is bright because of the assistance and the resources that comes from people. That is why whenever we are given something as well, we also think of the person who does not have because we are because of others and others will be because of people like ourselves. So everyone has a role to play in in developing and growing another person. Wow, this is so amazing. You just mentioned one of the most powerful statements. You say that we are the resources of other people. Did I hear that correctly? Yeah, yeah we, we, we are as a result of the resources of, wow. of many people. That is so amazing. So in return, you also want to be the source for someone else's inspiration to walk their journey. Exactly, exactly. 
Wow. Because uh, they, they normally say in Siswati, they say, Hamba, Sandla Hamba, Sandla Buya. In other words, if you solve a person's problem, Mm. Uh, nature will force others to solve your problems, even if it's not the same person that you've assisted. But nature will, will force others from other parts of the world or the province to come in, to come into your assistance. Mm. That is so powerful. I remember when you talked uh, during our pre-interview, you said that there was a point in your life where you realized that you need to embark into a journey of being an inspirational speaker. And in most of your talk, you talk about the search for God's gift in our lives and understanding his purpose in our lives. So walk me through your, your life on what led you to wanting to change the lives of people by being an inspirational speaker. Firstly, I want to believe that this is a God-given talent mm. um, which I was born with to to want to see people moving to the next level through speaking. Where There's a lot of things that we do on earth that assist people. Some people don't say a thing, then they don't say a word, they do. Some people open doors for others by, by, by means of actually physically connecting people to opportunities. Some give them money. To, to start businesses, to to go to school, to varsities, buy them clothes, buy them houses, etc. In all these things, I have come to realize uh, that the mind itself plays a very critical role in a person's development. That's why someone once said that even if I can get an accident, can be involved in an accident, lose my limbs, um, my two legs, two arms, as long as I can still have the mind, I'll be able to acquire things that I can acquire in this life. A person without a mindset that is positive is worse than a person who's not alive because that person is more like a person who's arrested. A person who's arrested in the mind is worse than a person who's arrested um, in the legs and, and arms and a person who's in prison. An example of this is uh, the late, our father here in South Africa, uh, Nelson Mandela, uh, the late Nelson Mandela. The man was arrested history says for 27 years but he was arrested there and not arrested mentally a person who's arrested uh, mentally is seen every day waking up uh, doing nothing sitting at the shops and things like that when opportunities pre present themselves or when people present opportunities they see problems in solutions so so the reason why then i thought it would make a lot of sense to try and influence a lot of people to believe in having, in seeing what is not yet as if it is, in believing in the impossibilities, in believing in a better version of themselves, no matter how the background is, no matter whether they are educated or not. So this is one of the reasons then that, that pushed me to say, you know what, let me share what I have learned, what I have observed with other people so that they too can begin to see life differently and be able to move in a positive uh, state of mind. Mm, that's very powerful, being mentally imprisoned. And then in the symptom of seeing someone who's mentally imprisoned, and I'm, I'm glad that you talked about because of like, I was one of those people back in the days in my life. And there are also a lot of people right now, those who are mentally imprisoned, but they don't know. But us as motivational speakers, as life coaches, as self-leadership coaches, we see people, we, 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 through someone else's behavior, their way of life, someone waking up and doing nothing about their life, we can notice that this person is mentally imprisoned. So what is 
mental prison actually for someone who doesn't know what is the mental prison what are we talking about when we're talking mental prison we're talking about a state of mind which knows no better tomorrow which knows no solution at all whenever you engage a person of that nature the person always whatever they say is negative mm. When, when we say, okay, we are, we are going out looking for employment, the person says, ah, we don't know, we're not sure if we'll be employed. It's maybe they'll employ us. These are people, whenever they go to write an exam, they have failed before sitting down in, in, in an exam room. Those are the people who are imprisoned in mind. These are the individuals who, when they get married, they say, I will divorce not long. When they buy a car, they say, uh, this car will be stolen. This car will be involved in an accident. They pronounce negative things over their life. They can be called prophets of doom. They say things that they themselves will not appreciate, but they continue to say them. Not that they want, but because their mind is somewhere in a state where th there's no light. Mm. What, they, what, what they hear, they continue to hear negative things. They continue to be told that they will amount to nothing. Nothing good will ever come from them. They will never get to university. They will never get to finish grade 12. They will never get to finish grade 7. They will never get to be at university. They will, you see, these are people who, when they look at the maximums of their parents, they see that, oh, my parents were very powerful. I will never get if to attempt to get to that. These are not wow. people who are seeing the maximums of their parents as they are minimums. These are people who are arrested in the mind. A mm. person who's arrested in the mind who does not see anything that is positive for them in future. They don't think they can ever thrive. They don't say anything that is positive about them. That's a person who carries a negative mentality. Everything is tough for them. They have bad luck. They are bewitched. They have generational cases. All these things, they mention them on them. These are individuals who are paralyzed mentally. Mm. They, they, when they wake up in the morning, some of them, they, they would not even take a bath. They would not make up their bed. Because why? Why should they? There's nothing good that they're looking forward to. This is the paralysis in the mind. So someone who's mentally imprisoned, is a, it's someone who's negative about themselves, someone who, can, who cannot foresee their future, someone who cannot see the goodness in them, someone who doesn't believe that they can amount to anything positive, someone who doesn't believe in, in them being able to do the best out of their lives. That's correct. And, and, and on the contrary, on the other side, when a person carries a winning mentality, my brother with standard two, grade four, that person can move mountains. That person can, can employ professors, can employ people who carry PhD degrees. This person can, can employ any person, a person with grade, grade four or standard two, as long as the person carries a winning mentality. This is the person, when they say there are opportunities, he says, that's where I am going. When they say this door is locked or it's closed, he says, that's the door I'm going for. I'm going to open this door. When they say there are limits, he says, no, they will put the un on the other side to be unlimited or unlimited. So so a, a, it is a blessing to have a winning mentality, a positive, positive mentality. When we talk about the mind, uh, when we look at a person, they usually say there are five senses of a person mm, or that, that mm. makes us to interact with the outside world. The first sense is sight, what we use, we see with our eyes, seeing. Yeah. The second one is hearing with our ears. 
The third one is smelling with our nose. Mm. The fourth one is tasting with our tongue. Then the fifth one is feeling with our entire body. But if you look at the first four, all four are found in the head. Now, this four, which means cause it, it constitutes 80% of our interaction with the world, comes from the head. Everything over 80%, it, it comes from the head. That's where the eyes, the ears, the nose, and the mouth, the tongue is. Now, that, that's exactly where the mind resides, in the head. So that's how important this thing is. A person may think they are doing others a favor and they are trying to be humble. When they say, no, it's not for us, we are trying and so on and so on. What you say becomes. So what you say with your mouth, which is in the age, it will become to be a real thing, a tangible thing. That's why someone once said, uh, Maloui, uh, we are products of, of what we have said yesterday, last week, year ago, and some time ago. You may forget what you are saying. But words will not forget you. Words will come to you and deliver what you have said some years ago. And words are a product of what you contained, what you feed your mind. Then you'll be able to utter what is what is in your heart and in your mind. So we've talked about the mental prison, and I believe that someone can understand that. But how does one uh, move out of, outside of the prison of their mind? Because I think. Uh, it is also important for some after someone realizes that I've been mentally imprisoned and say that I want to move out of the prison of my mind. How does it does one go about freeing themselves from the prison of the mind? Great, very great question. Number one, it is important to realize as human beings, let me start with the beings. The beings in one of the things that I wrote, I say being, it's human becoming. So in other words, you will never arrive. You are always becoming a better version of yourself. First of first step is to realize that you do not know everything. You have never arrived. You will never arrive. You are only a growing human being, learning every day, learning as we move and moving as we learn. So once you realize that you need people to assist you, then you begin to look at the things that you consume as a person. The five senses that I've referred to are very critical in building a positive mindset in any person. The, firstly, with the eyes, the things that you look at, they create a visual picture and they create some, 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 a feeling of some sort, a movie of some sort in a person's mind. And it, it gets to be created and it stays there. Some of these things that we see, are videos that we watch on YouTube, on Facebook, or anywhere else. Things that we watch on WhatsApp. If you look at things that at the end of the day, they do not encourage or inspire or grow your spirit, do not expect to grow. It's important, therefore, to make sure that whatever you watch, even on TV, you now begin to see, to be selective. Select the soapies that you watch. Select the movies that you watch. Select the, the, the places that you go to because you will see certain things. That's number one. Number two, what do you listen to? I know that people, some people are listening to this podcast now and beyond this time. And these are the type of content that people as individuals must, must listen to. We must identify individuals in our, in, in, our, in our society, in our province, in our country, in the world. Individuals who, whenever they speak, they speak lies and choose to follow them, choose to follow them on their social media platforms, choose to follow them on TV, 
Whenever they speak, let us begin to hear things that are uplifting. Then that goes to the enrichment of the mind. Mm. So uh, let, let me conclude this, this question by saying association does matter. Uh, I've seen a lot of people. I also spent a lot of time speaking to school-going uh, children, uh, young people and, and the, the, the little ones. And I've always said to them, association matters. A person who grew up... Um, from grade one up to grade seven or eight, uh, being a non-smoker, just give it an example. I'm not saying anything about smoking. I'm just giving an example, the power of association, what it does to a person. Mm. Now, whenever they meet new people, associate with new people who are smokers, not long thereafter, this one is likely to begin to attempt, to experiment, to try smoking. And soon thereafter, the person may be hooked to smoking. And the person did not want to, but the association convinced the person, made the person to attempt it, to experiment it, and today the person is doing it. My brother, there are people right now who are in prison. They are guilty by association, not because mm. they've done something. They've, they, 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 they've, they've done uh, something that is, uh, that is an offense. Uh, no, it's because they have associated with someone who is known to be doing that. Then when the police came or when, when, when people came, they said, these are the people who did this thing because you work with them. Some people today are sitting in serious positions of power, not because of anything else, but because of connections, which is association. So association can give you and association can take away from you. Association can elevate you and association can degrade you. It is important to then look around and see the type of people that you spend time with the type of places that you go to if you go there and you get nothing please reconsider changing those places those venues a person who listens to me today and takes this today will appreciate us in the next year or two in the next five years they will say no there was a podcast that i listened to ron mas and baloi were speaking and they said the following and i took it and again similarly a person who listens to this and take it for granted will again say, had I listened to these guys, today I would be somewhere. So I'm saying association does matter. So association has made other people to now have driver's licenses. Even if at home there is no car, it's because of association. Some people are at varsity today because of association. Not because there was a lot of money from their family, but because of association. A lot of people are speaking on po podcasts today, not because they knew how to speak or they had connections <laughs> but, or, or of other things, but it's simply because of association. So if we are to build our mindset make sure that we believe in what is positive we have to be careful and selective in the people that we interact with let me conclude by saying on this one uh, negativity is more than positivity uh, it is easy to be negative than it is to be different than, than it is to be positive there are many reasons to be negative in life than the few reasons to be positive. It is a matter of choice. You choose to be positive and you eat the fruit of being positive. That's so powerful. As you're talking to different people from different walks of life, yes. what actually made you realize that people need to be awakened to the reality of life? You see, one thing I have learned is that everyone, everyone wants something better. But mm. what we want is different. 
because we also have different tastes, habits, and preferences as individuals. But when you, you ask anyone, they will say, I want something that is good. I want a better tomorrow. I want a better this, a best this, etc., etc. Now, this is one thing which is deeply rooted in human desire. This is something that we are born with. To always want something better, to always look forward to a, a better future. But the negativity that exists outside drives away the dreams to a level where a person never talks about anything that is good for them. Whenever they hear Balu is saying, Tomorrow I'll be this type of a person, tomorrow I'll be on TV doing one, two, three, tomorrow I'll be owning this. They say, Ah, you are not the first and you are not the last. I was like that, I was like you. So they begin to be like that. It's simply because of the mindset that, that that has gone to those levels. So my brother, over the years, I have learned and I have seen, uh, I've learned by observation that we as human beings want something that is be, that is better. But not of not all of us are ready to work for it. That is why I say, success and good results are not only wished for, but they are also worked for. You say it and you work for it. You, you write it down and you work for it. You plan it and you work for it. Then it will come to you. So that's why we, we keep on speaking as inspirational speakers. Some would call us motivational speakers. And we also take people through as business coaches and uh, business and life coaches to ensure that the person becomes a better vision of themselves. Whatever they want to become, because all of us were given things to, to, to run this life with. To, to give us money, to commercialize, to put bread on the table. Then when we process individuals, we deal with those things so that a person can pay attention and focus on what matters for them to be able to get what they want to get genuinely from the bottom of their heart. So your realization that as people, we always want to better our lives has made you to get deeper into this journey of actually uh, speaking to people and it is actually what 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 made you realize that people need to be awakened to say you know what don't only wish for what you want but also work for what you want that, that's correct that's correct um, that that has made me you see where, where every day when i wake up and move around i now when when i move around driving around when i look at an individual i now look at things differently my brother mm. I, I i i i think of a situation where this person was a daughter crawling uh, and I see them today walking, some are driving, some are running, uh, I, and, and I know that this is cyclical, this, this is going back. The person with, with, a, with, with time, the person will go back to crawling uh, as an adult now, mm. but the, the, the timing is very important. What you do whenever you are given an opportunity to do something, because uh, a person like myself, let me just give an example. I'm in the late 30s now. Mm. Now, um, a person like myself, no matter how strong I may be in soccer or football, it's no longer possible for me to compete with a person like Lionel Messi. Mm. In international platforms, even if I can be very stronger than him, I can no longer be on TV. Time no longer permits me. So the age matter is a serious thing. That's why we are in a hurry to talk to as many people as possible, especially people who are not realizing what time does to a person. That time waits for a, no person. Time is a scarce resource. 
yet everyone has it. How it is used will determine who becomes what. So that, that this is what may, makes us to always want to engage and speak to people for results, for us to see that things are changing for the better in a person's life. As an inspirational speaker, you go around talking to people in a way of, in a sense of recharging people, you see. Yeah. So I can imagine that people need to be recharged through listening to motivational, motivational speakers and inspirational speakers such as yourself. But you also, there are times where you talk about uh, your downfalls, where you talk about your moments of feeling down. And I can imagine how that must be. So for you, where do you draw your knowledge and wisdom to recharge yourself and fuel yourself from time and, from time and again? I get it from people who are speaking, people who went before me. I consult a lot on people. Some of them I consult on their on their platforms, podcasts, YouTube, and other platforms. Some of them I consult in their books. I read their books. I also go to people who are, who think they are younger than me in terms of age and other things, because in this life, uh, Baloi, and to all our listeners, I have learned that I must learn from people that I call are successful and people that I call are unsuccessful. I need to know what made them to uns to be unsuccessful so that whatever errors that they committed, I may now learn from them from a distance and not go through the same trap. So these are things that inspire me. The day-to-day -day, uh, operations in on earth, when people do things, I, I, I observe with, 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 with interest to learn something out of it, to interpret it to something else. So that's where I get my, my inspiration. And you talk about something that is important, consultation. What, do you, what, what is the importance of actually having a mentor and someone to consult to? Because it seems like it's something that we, many of people, not only young people, but also elderly people, they don't do it. What is the importance of consulting and having a mentor in your life? Uh, let, let me say that I, someone, I heard someone saying that the quickest way to go up is to come down. And the quickest way to come down is to go up on your own. In other words, that's where in the, in the, in the Bible they say, humble yourself. Those who humble themselves will be lifted. And those who are lifting themselves will be humbled. Now, when, when you do not consult, you are telling us something which you have not said with your words, but you have said with your actions. You are telling us that you are up there, you are enough, you have learned everything, you know everything, which is a lie, which is an error. So if in, in this life, I also made a, a mistake like that earlier, thinking that I, I got to a certain level where I thought my biological parents don't know what I need next. They, they can't tell me things. It is an error and a temptation that comes to people. And it, is, it must always be regarded as an error. Because you see, I can tell you something. There is a, two sets of people, maybe. A, a group that went to university and a group that did not go to university. We must never make an error of thinking that the group that did not go to university did not study. Mm. They were studying in life. And whatever they learned in life, the other ones who adversity did not get, and vice versa. So that's why you realize that you need each other. 
You need to tap into the experience of Maloi. Uh, you need to tap into the experience of another person. So getting to, to consult and to ask is wisdom. Mm. Only wise people would do that. You ask people who never touched, set their foot in school premises. But to ask them today, they will tell you serious life lessons that you need to learn. Some people are, are educated like academically, but they are, they are so blank when it comes to life, very empty. And they, they continue to, to make mistakes day in, day out. You know, because when they, they don't want to consult people who did not uh, read a textbook. So consultation is very important. Now, uh, a mentor and a, and, a, and a coach, everyone, even president, presidents, have mentors, have, have coaches. So uh, pastors, bishops have coaches. You see, these are uh, and mentors. These are, mentors are people who have walked the journey. Say, for instance, I have been in a certain line of work, a business of some sort, for 30 years. And I get this person wants me to mentor them. And it's possible that I can try to condense, summarize, uh, sharing the 30 years experience and give it to this person within a short space of time. And maybe this person will then jump my first 10 years and go to 11th year because of the mentorship. So this thing is very important. Never think you are making a fool out of yourself, of yourself when you consult, when you ask. That's why someone said, when you ask once, you'll be a fool at that time and be a wise person for the rest of your life. But if you do not ask, you'll be, a, a, you'll be wise now and a fool for the rest of your life. So it's better to consult, to ask, and be ready to be teachable. That's so powerful. And you, you, when you talk about uh, having to tap into someone's mind who's who's walked the journey before you. You yesterday I was with one of my colleagues here at work, and we were having a conversation about growth. And I was telling him something important because we were talking about how as young people we 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 don't we don't know what is responsibility. We live. Uh, not realizing that there's actually what we call having to experience the consequences of our actions and we we don't learn about responsibility to say you know what in this decision or in this type of behavior that i have there's gonna there are gonna be consequences to this and i said something interesting it's a post that i saw on facebook and the post says that young people may walk faster but it is the elderlies who knows the journey and the destination and i found it so powerful and it made me to to see the importance of humbling myself and going out there to seek help to seek assistance to seek guidance from other people who's walked the journey or the path that i'm about to take because of many of us uh we we, we have we have a lot of things that we want to achieve we've got dreams we've got visions that we want to achieve and we are moving at a very at a very fast pace we don't uh, put in mind that there are going to be obstacles there are going to be turns and the speed at how we move we actually get to find ourselves having to make mistakes accident in terms of you thought that there's gonna be a green light but you find a red light uh, have you ever seen a car drive someone driving at a very fast pace and uh -huh. they thought that 
the robot uh, the, 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 the robot at the front will be a green light by the time they got there and by the time they got there driving at 200 miles when they got there they find that the robot is red it says stop that person cannot stop the car moving at that very fast pace you may think that you want to pass and you would walk past people and kill people you see so this is the mistake that i think we we make as people to say you know what the fast the the, the pace this the speed that we we move at it's so powerful and it's so fast that we don't consider the obstacles that will come along the journey and that's why most of us when we come across challenges we give up some of us when we come across challenges we are unable to rise because we are we are broken beyond repair mainly because of the speed at which we move so i'm saying this because i see the importance of learning from the people who've also walked before you because that person know will will be able to guide you and say this is the speed you should walk and we, when you come across this path you're gonna come across it you're gonna tell you're gonna take a, either a left turn or a right turn as you walk you're gonna come across this kind of obstacles their mentorship i think it's actually a process where somebody who's walked your journey actually advises you to 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 give you a blueprint of the journey that you walk and i share the same sentiment with you of saying that it is important to have a mentor someone you can learn from Man, you are spot on. Uh, that's very true, 100% correct. That emphasizes the value that a person would derive from mentorship or coaching. Mm. It's, it's, it, sometimes it's paid for, sometimes it's free, but it's necessary. It's very important. Sometimes just you have to pay. I, I don't know how to phrase this question, but many of us, we don't want to use our money for personal development. We don't know the importance of personal development. Why is that? And how can we actually overcome that to be willing to pay for the help that we want? Because um, Ron Mas, I would, I would tell you that uh, I've done a research in our country in South Africa to try and understand that how many people consult to life coaches it's less than 50 percent of people who consult to life coaches why because we are not intellectual we are not knowledgeable about life we don't see the it's like we we don't see the need to invest in our yeah, own personal cool. development and i'm trying to understand why is that why can't we see the need to actually use our own money for the things that we want because somebody can pay for alcohol somebody can pay for entertainment because of it gives them the pleasure and, and everything but why is it can't we differentiate between the things that matters and i think maybe this is the right question to ask why is it that we can't differentiate between the things that matters to the things that doesn't matter in life okay firstly it goes back to the what you spoke about about the negativity being being the negative issues or things outweighing the positive things there are so many reasons why not to pay for it. Number two, we have grown in a culture of free things where we thought um, mm, things must come powerful. for free. That things must come for free. Um, uh, th that's why uh, a welfare state, even, even our state government is saying, no, we, we're not a welfare state. We, we are not a state that uh, we must grow from this uh, state, type of state. 
So this, my brother uh, and all the listeners, has to a certain extent shifting from from the side of the state coming to our lives on a day-to-day basis has taken us backwards in terms of thinking thinking that for you to have something it must be given for free Mm. you don't have to pay for it it is an error under the sun it should not be the case the people who value things must pay for things when a person you see for for myself uh, and the listeners i have uh, been doing this 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 work for over 10 years now there are instances even today where i give coaching for free where i do speaking for free but it 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 must be something that comes from me not a person to say you know what run my i'm booking an hour uh, but i don't have money and 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 when i'm sharing you i'm sharing you i don't get that which must make me to offer the, the service for free it is the person is unable to sell themselves to a level that I am convinced that it has to be done for free. Mm. So that's why I say a pers- most of the times people who get things for free they do not value it. Value it. I've seen it especially in the line of work that I do. When I would spend as a coach, for instance, or a mentor, you sit down with a person for an hour. You know what happens during that hour? Mm. You 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 go to doors. That that uh, exceptional doors for the person. You do certain research, you unlock certain information, so that the person's life can be better immediately. Start now being a better version of themselves. And when the person does that, immediately when they walk out of the door, they say, "You know what? I'll start doing this next month. I'll start doing this next year." And this side, I've spent time uh, working on this project uh, of of the person before I deliver it and in the manner that will deliver it. So when the person uh, says I, I, I we will not activate or act on this thing now if they have paid money, it's them who are not valuing it, valuing their money. So so that, that's where the difference sometimes gets to be because these coaches, these speakers spent a lot of, spend a lot of money and time improving themselves, preparing themselves for the people so that whenever they they speak, it is very serious, very tangible things that when people act on them, then their lives change. But if they don't pay for it, then it becomes something else. That's why I then want to encourage our brothers and our sisters to say uh, some things must be paid for. If you want to see a certain Mr. So-and-so who you think can assist you, you must be able to pay for your fare, your transport, to go there. Don't say, uh, give me money for transport. I've seen a person, Baloyan listeners, who at one stage said, okay, look, I want work, I want some employment. And we look for employment, we attract, we connect the person to employment. The person sits and say, you know what, I don't have money to go to work. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to the person who looked for the employment. It's not, it, that's not how it, it works. And you can ask for money from someone else. Because you're already employed, you'll pay them back. Sitting at home and saying, I don't have money to go to the work that I'm given, it's not wisdom. So that's the culture that must die. That's the culture that some of our people must now begin to to, to run away from, to be detached from, and say, you know what, things will not just come to me on a silver platter. It's not because they think I want this thing that they'll drive to my home and say, no, here it is, Mr. Baloy, take it. No, you've got to go out to wake up in the morning uh, 
Prepare yourself. Go out, knock at doors, various doors. Pay the price for what you want because there is a price to pay for anything under the sun. This is interesting because many of us are not aware of the culture that uh, I don't know whether to say the government or our families has put of giving things for free. So it has installed in our mind that each and everything that we have to get, it's supposed to be free. And when you talk about money, people start to uh, step back and say, no, I can't pay for something like this. Or no, I need something for free. And you're mentioning something important when you say that when you go and consult to a speaker, to a coach, that person has taken the time to develop themselves, to train themselves so that when somebody comes to consult, they can be able to give what is of value that is something that is important that i think many people should learn about when going about requesting things for free i think we need to learn a lot from that culture and this drives me to the to another interesting question of saying that with this free getting free things being used to getting free things how can we free ourselves from that uh culture or what is it that people need to learn so that they can grow from that. Okay, it is important for, for us to realize that we do different work, types of work uh, out there. When a person goes out, there was a year, uh, by the way, listeners, where I would spend very limited time at home. I got booked for speaking engagements Monday to Sunday for months. Mm. Né? And I speak, sometimes I speak at two events in a day. During the day, sometimes in the evening, they have a color dinner or something like that. So sometimes, uh, or most of those times, some years ago, most of, of those speaking engagements were for free. Né? Most, mm. most of them. So what it meant is that my other business, which makes money to also feed my family and, and, and grow the same business and grow myself, it's now suffering because... The, the petrol, the what what, the what what, I must, um, it must be funded by, by that same business. Mm. So when a person says, Ronmas, we are inviting you to come and speak here, and what we'll do, we are giving you a platform. And uh, in one of my seminars, the seminar that I host in the Provincial Seminar for Businesses and Investors every year, I said to the entrepreneurs, when we get people from Limpopo, Gauteng, and KZN, and other provinces attending, as well as other uh, countries of the way, of, of the continent, attending here every year in November. Now, what I said to them is that to the people who uses who who are using their craft, like not not craft, but their talents, speaking poets, singers, etc., you must get to a point where you must talk to your your clients to say a platform does not buy bread. You don't go to a shop and say, I have a platform, give me bread. They, they, they will laugh at you. Mm. you. You need to give them money. Understand? So these are things that we we, we now um, coach and our, our fellow speakers and artists to say, how do you package yourself as a business? How do you commercialize this and make it work as an enterprise? The instances where you give it for free, but in some instances, you must realize that you are at work, you are working, you are in business. So I think, therefore, it's important for, for people to realize that and for us who are giving the service to kindly uh, teach our people 
That's where the problem is. Because sometimes we don't, we don't, we don't say anything. We we must say, okay, normally this is the amount of money I would request, but I offer to to keep it for free or at this discount, etc., etc. So that people begin to understand that this this are uh, this is work. People must. Some of the people that I've seen, they they go to greater lengths. Some they go and pray for certain things, spend a lot of time in 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 secret places, so that they when they come out of that, they have very moving things. So so it's important then to recognize those people as such. But us as well, we must take ourselves take ourselves serious, value our craft, uh, so that when whenever we give something, it is something that is that cannot be rejected. It's something to be used. It's something that is value for money. That's interesting, and more especially for people who are service providers. It's interesting to hear that it's important so that you can make your clients to realize that they need to pay for the service that you're providing. And, you know, in your journey, uh, what has been the greatest lesson you've learned that helped to carry you each and every day? I have learned that um, we do need people. We do need people. We need even the person that you may think is not mentally fit. We need people. We need the learned, the unlearned. We need the working and those who are not working. In this life, we need people. I've learned that with all the billions of rands and dollars and euros in the world, in your account, without people, life will be meaningless. Mm. You can't even watch TV because the person who must load content on TV is a person. And that person is not there. Electricity will, will not be there. There won't be electricity. No one will assist you with petrol. There won't be anything. So there's something in Sichuati which they say, I don't know what they call in Sipedi. Um, it means a, a cow that, that eats alone, something like that, mm. if I were to give a direct translation in English. So I've realized that there's nothing like that. Who will bury this cow that eats alone? When this cow is sick in a hospital bed, your billions will not assist you. You will need a person, mm. a specialist, to come and, and, and look at you. So I've learned that I will never, and may God assist me, may I never offend people. May I never offend my destiny helpers and my potential destiny helpers. I need people in Limpombo. I need people in Pumalanga, in South Africa, anywhere in the continent. I do need people. I cannot be without people. That's that's beautiful and that's amazing. And you know, there was a time where you were with your brother and we talked about this during the pre-interview where you, and this is more of, of, of people who have peace jobs or I would say hand jobs if I would. And you, you say that uh, people need to consider transitioning from their hand jobs to being to building businesses out of that because of people are making a huge amount of money people are are doing a great job but they need to transition that into doing business so why why was it or in that moment what what came into your mind or what did you realize that that perhaps people need to consider transitioning into business I, I have observed over the years that uh, our brothers and sisters, our fathers and mothers are very gifted in, in crafts, some of them with what they can do with their hands. Um, some of them are building houses, great 
bricklayers, some of them are uh, doing plastering. When when you look at it, uh, look at it. Maybe in a village, you think, oh, this thing deserves to be in town. With our mind of saying good things are only found in town. Uh, some are doing painting, very good painting, a lot of things. Now these great males and females over the years they have never gotten to a point of understanding that a biz this thing must be turned into a business i am not saying must formalize it it must remain informal even if it's not registered it's fine but there is a point of putting systems and structures in, in place that they must get to for instance it must not be the case that when I am sick, my business is also sick. When I am uh, visiting somewhere, a country overseas, my business is also visiting. So nothing happens here. It should not be the case. So this is the case with most self-employed uh, individuals. The self-employed is good, but you must transition to, to be a business owner where systems People and things work for your money, where you not only depend on yourself to do the actual work. So there's a, maybe some other time uh, during the year, we can come and talk about this thing, which Robert Kiyosaki spoke about at one stage, to say, to be a business owner is when it's a, it's, it's a stage in the level uh, of business, uh, or, of enterprises, where mm, people and systems are working for your money. Mm. You see, so so you you don't have to be physically there. There are other people who are there who are working uh, for your money. So you are no longer working in your business, but you are working on your business. So so the difference between working in the business and working on the business. So a lot of our of our parents started working in the business, and they continued even when they no longer have power. Uh, like unable to wake up in the morning, uh, their eyesight is no longer okay. They are still working in the business. They've never transferred the skill to a person that they can employ so that they work on the business whilst others are working in the business. So that's what we're saying to say, it's important to realize that after a while, you need to train one or two people. In fact, you employ them. They work under you, under your supervision. They do what you would have done. So you take through, you take them through six months, twelve months, a year, two years. Then they become more and more, more like you, and you, you you train them to run the business, even if you are not there anymore. So these are some of the things that when we come to speak to people, we make it practical and say, if a person say, ah, no, they will steal my clients and, and what, what, and so on. Those these are realities of life, but there must be systems in place that will make it difficult for a person to do that, but while you're still running your business. But these are some of the things that we'll talk to when we get invited. Mm. So another question is that, is it everyone who can be an entrepreneur because of some people would 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 suggest against that, some people would suggest with it and put it into practice in their life. But uh, for, for understanding about the business world, is it everyone who can be an entrepreneur or embark into the entrepreneurial journey? Well, it, it, it can be anyone, but it must not be anyone. Um, it must not be anyone and everyone. The the entrepreneur entrepreneur like working like studying or these are choices. Some of them are deeply rooted in a person's desire and beliefs. 
for certain things. Some people are good at conceptualizing an idea and never good at implementing. Some people are good at implementing and never good at starting something. Some people are not good at both. They just want you to tell them what to do. Then they do it perfectly well. Uh, you'll see there are plumbers, there are electricians who do the work very well, but they are unemployed. They are sitting at home now. Some of them are sitting in town, some streets, waiting for someone to come with a party to employ them. But they can do the work. So that's why you can see that the entrepreneurial spirit is unfortunately not in all streets. It's unfortunately not in all households. So, but as a matter of fact, anyone can do something to put bread on the table. I normally say, even if you are employed, salaried, a salary as a single source of income has never and will never be enough for any human being. That's why it's important to have something that will complement the existing salary that you get. Uh, some would call a side hustle or anything that you do on the side. And for those who are working, my brother, let them please not wait until they're 60 or 65 to start a business. I'm not saying it's, it cannot be done. We can see with Sanders, the one who started KFC, started at a very old age and is running a successful business worldwide. But I'm saying uh, the, 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 it goes with time as well. When you are risk tolerant, when you can still tolerate risk, it's, it's a matter of time and space. And when you are risk averse, whenever when, when you get to a point where you can no longer take risks, when you hear that, okay, you started the business of, of taxes, for instance, you hear that your taxi got involved in an accident, just like when you fall down, you don't wake up at the same time because of the age and everything. So it's important for those who are still at, uh, at the employee of someone else, whether employed by government, employed by private sector, begin to see your 10 years from now, your 20 years from now. What exactly will you be doing? Can you start that in a small scale wherever you are now? Begin to work on it. Employ people. Prepare for your exit so that when you get to 60 or 65, when you retire, some people do not want to retire. They always write motivations. I'm still strong. I still can see. I can still run. I can still do this. Why? They don't know what else to do. And when they finally get out of employment, they stay for three years, three years uh, outside. Then they are, they are gone. Mm. They don't have anything else to do. Their mind is blocked. All they knew was work and somewhere else. So it's very important to then begin to supplement your salary and to begin to do something that will take you to 80 to 90. Wow, that, that's so powerful. Well, Ronmans, it has been an amazing time to spend with you, you know, like talking about and understanding our purpose in life and going about building our lives in different journeys that we take and our last question is a game changer question i call it a game changer question <laughs> because i i know that we as as leaders we have desires to change this world and make it a better place to be so that's why i i, I compiled you a one game changer question to say that and the question is if given an opportunity to make the world a better place to be, what would you do? I would um, instill something or a subject that deals with the mind. That, that is one key thing I would do. That's, that's beautiful and amazing. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you so much.